afternoon and welcome to your Book Garden Radio, a copyrighted show presented by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. It's a beautiful day today in Wisconsin. The sun is shining, tulips are blooming, all the birds have returned from their winter's retreat in the south, which makes me one happy lady. Today I welcome Valerie Clarizio, a fellow Wisconsin romance author. Um, I'm not sure how long we've known each other, or I can't remember exactly when we've met, but it's been for it's been quite a few years. Uh, and we also uh, write for the same collection of, of stories called Chandler County. Uh, Valerie is a best-selling author who lives in romantic Door County, Wisconsin, which is in the northeastern part of Wisconsin, with her husband, an extremely spoiled cat. She loves to read, write, and spend time in her cabin in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Welcome, Valerie. Thanks, Tina. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's been a while since we've talked. Um, yeah, I can't remember the last. Yeah, I can't remember the last, and I cannot remember how we met. Do you? I'm guessing probably, if I had a guess, it was probably through the Wisconsin Romance Writers Organization at some point. Yeah, must. Yeah, must have been, which we we both belonged to, maybe at a conference or something, and and uh, whatever you know, whenever it was or wherever it was, I'm glad we had a chance to meet. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well. Um, I've been writing since, oh, about 2008. I think I published my first book in around 2012, somewhere thereabouts. Um, it took a while to get published. I, until I discovered the Wisconsin Romance Writers of America, I was a little confused about um, the craft of writing. But by joining the organization and meeting up with other fellow authors, they taught me about the craft, and then I proceeded from there. Yeah, I can't say enough about learning from other authors. I mean, that's so important. Excuse me. Excuse me. I am sorry. My supper is coming back at me for my lunch. I'm sorry. Um, I've read that um, you're a big outdoor enthusiast and living in Door County, Wisconsin. I can imagine that you do a lot of hiking and 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 out, being out on the trails and um we talked earlier. You, um, you like. We both share a passion for our national parks. Um, how many parks have you been to? National parks. Um, I was trying to list them out before, and I would say that I've probably been to about fifteen. Um, and we're going to be checking two more off the list in a couple of weeks because we are going to be hitting the Grand Canyon and Joshua Tree. Um, and so. Before that, let's see, last year I did a trip out to Bryce. I hit Zion, Arches. Um, we kind of take a couple weeks at the beginning of, end of May, beginning of June, and we've been going out to these national parks for the last several years and doing some hiking. And So hopefully I'll get a lot more checked off the list soon. Um, we did check one off in Alaska. We've been to Denali, so that was pretty exciting for me. That was in 2009. Yeah. Yeah, yep. we've 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 done that too. And it's interesting that you mentioned the ones in Utah because Al and I are going out there in September. We're we're taking three weeks and we're we're gonna hit all the ones in 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 Utah. Although we've been to the southernmost one is in is Bryce, I think. Mhm. Yeah, no, we've, been, sure. we've been to one of them. So. Yeah, we'll have to talk a little bit more off the off the air about sometime before before we go out there because that's on my bucket list is to hit all the national parks. But there's one in Samoa, not going to happen. <laughs> and then Probably there's another one. 
Yeah, and then there's another one that's in the ocean somewhere, and I'm like, nope, that's probably not going to happen either. So we'll, we'll get the ones that are in the United, well, they're all in the United States, but you know what I mean, The yeah. where we can drive, let's put it that way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I just said the easy ones. You know, and what's yeah. interesting is yeah. they all have something different to offer. You know, they're different from each other. They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to going to going to the ones in Utah. So, um, arches. I mean, the pictures you see just look amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna check off four. We'll check off one this spring, and then we'll check off four. I don't know how many we've been to, but um, yeah, I don't know why that made made that a goal. But yeah, it's very. We love to hike, just like you do, and um, um, yeah, just seeing what our country has to offer. So. Um, and I know writing is not your full-time job, correct? Uh, that is correct, yes. So How my day do you job, fit in? Oh. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just say my day job is actually for City Hall. I'm a finance director for a city of just under 10,000 people. That's that, that's really different from writing romance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> when I first started, I wrote a book they assumed it was an accounting manual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I have a degree in accounting too, and people say, well, accounting uses the left side of your brain, and writing uses the right side of your brain. How do you do that? And I say, well, I have the eight fight the nine, and the three fall in love with the ten, and you know, they just shake their head and walk away. <laughs> so, um, how do you balance? I mean, how do you find time to write when you're working full time? I'm always curious, to, you know, how how authors do that. It can be difficult at times, but um, we we get up very early, and because my husband goes to work early, so he once he leaves for work, I have about an hour and a half every morning before I have to get ready for work to do all my promo and any writing that I do, or I write on the weekends. Rarely do I write after work, but I will on occasion if I'm racing some sort of deadline, but. I prefer to write in the morning. I'm fresher, and I don't know. It just flows better. You know, everybody has their you know specific time that they that they get their writing done, and I'm I, I'm always amazed, especially, you know, I know authors who not only have a full time job but they have children, and a lot of them say they get up early like you do, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it just amazes me how they can get these, you know, get these books out, or you know, even. But I think it refreshes their brain, and you know, it's totally different from their other lives and um, mm-hmm. yeah I just think it's amazing that you can do that because how many books have you, do you have in print have published um, I have six full lengths and five novellas and two shorter stories and currently I'm wow. working on another full length yeah but you know, even... but that's that you said your first one was published in 2012 yeah, it was 2012. I started writing it. It took about four years to get it published. Yeah. Okay. Because, I, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive in seven years. That's that's pretty I good. With having, a full-time, <laughs> with having a full-time having a full-time job, I think that's 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 pretty impressive. Um, we both, as I mentioned in my intro, we both write for Chandler County. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what uh, what Chandler County is? 
sure. It's a uh, fictional world that friends of ours designed um, in Kentucky. And when we first when we first started, our instruction was we were to write around um, the events of the Kentucky Derby. And I know it's expanded some since then. I believe a couple of you have some Christmas ones coming out. I'm not part of the Christmas group. Both of mine have been um, in set in May, set around the Kentucky Derby. I've done two so far. I do have a third one on the horizon. I'm not very far along with it, so we'll see see how long this lasts. But it seems to be going pretty good. I mean, people are pitching in and releasing books here and there. Outside of May, I believe there was an October release. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I didn't take part in that one. I'm kind of more of a May person, I guess. Well, and I think what they've switched to is we just publish when we want to publish. I don't think there's a May oh. and an October anymore. I think they changed that. And and I'm not part of the Christmas one either, although oh. I would like to get a Christmas one done. But eh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I, um, we can write in any any genre we would like. Well, I can't say that. You can't write a historical, correct? That, yeah, that would be more difficult with the guidelines, I believe. But you're right, there are yeah. sweet romances, there's romantic suspense. Um, I believe there's even some paranormal, isn't there? I, I don't know if there's a paranormal. That's a, Yeah, and mine are actually, and this kills me, mine are set in the, in the mid-70s, which is borderline historical. And when I heard that, I'm like, no. <laughs> I live that. <laughs> I don't have to do a lot of research. <laughs> I just have to search my memory bank. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, and yours are yours are suspense. Yep, mine are romantic suspense. Um, you know, working across the hall from the police department kind of helps in that regard, and having a brother who's a sheriff's deputy also helps in that regard. And are your your characters? Uh, you have two of them out, and your characters carry through in both your books. Um, yes, they do so far. Um, the first couple was the the heroine is the daughter in the main family, and then the second book, the hero is the son in the main family. And my third book, I intend to actually go back a little bit in time, kind of like you did, and write the dad's story. Oh, that would be good. I like I like the dad. He's 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 uh he's kind of a cool dude, I think. <laughs> so, yep. Um, cause, yeah, cuz I I enjoyed well, I've, I've enjoyed all the books of yours that I've that I've read. And just so people know that um we do not share characters within our own Chandler County stories. Um we 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 share Chandler County, Bourbonville and Chandlerville. And um, but we can share our own characters and our stories. So um, you know, in my two, my characters are the you know carryover. And uh, yeah, I like that idea of doing the dad story. That would be that would be so. That is that's the next one you're working on then. Yeah, I started it, but I didn't get very far in it because a different project took over. But you know how that goes, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> Um, I know I wanted my next book out by by June, the Deadwood uh, Wild Deadwood Reads event, and yeah, it's not going to happen. So, um, uh, okay, 
you also have a series, Nick Spinelli series. Yeah. And um, I've I really enjoy and and actually <clears throat> I read him before and I reread all three of them, and oh. and I guess would it be a series or a trilogy or? I guess I I call it a series, but yeah, I think it's a series. Um, it's got the same hero and heroine throughout the three books so far. I do have a fourth one planned for Spinelli, but I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, the first two are set in Milwaukee, and then you know, someone made a comment, you live in beautiful Door County, yet you never said anything in Door County. So I brought Spinelli to Door County for the third book. And that was kind of fun to write because it's over St. Patrick's Day. You know, and, and your your three books, one set at Christmas, one at Valentine's Day, and one at St. Patrick's Day. And some of the, you know, the, what you've put poor Nick through is just cracked me up. Um, you know, <laughs> poor Nick. Um, I'm very glad to hear that you've got another one in works. And is it going to be set around another holiday? It will definitely be set around another holiday. That's the theme with these. Okay. And, and was there was there a hint in it in the last book? There was a hint of it in the last book. Um, you okay. know, after having to be Santa Claus in one and a singing Cupid in another and looking like a six-foot leprechaun in the third book, I'm thinking that, you know, dressing up as Easter Bunny is probably not so far-fetched. <laughs> When I read that line, I'm like, oh, I can just see it coming. <laughs> I just had to chuckle to myself. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Nick and Nick is the hero and Shannon, who's the heroine? Yep. So Nick is Detective Nick Spinelli. He, um, you know, grew up, I guess, kind of like in what you'd call the projects. You know, he nobody ever really thought he'd get out of that situation, but then he becomes a very good detective kind of a little bit of a womanizer and, you know, doesn't have use for many people other than himself and his partners, in my opinion, until he meets social worker Shannon O'Hara, and he's got to help her through the Christmas holiday season. So, you know, she's very sympathetic, him not so much. You know, she's soft, she's sweet, and does the right thing all the time, and he's kind of, you know, just not the opposite, but He'll do the right thing, but he'd prefer just to, you know, maybe go to the bar and play pool or something and not worry about anything else other than work. So their <laughs> personalities collide. And mm-hmm. they end up solving mysteries together in each each book. They do, yes. Um, the first one, what I, they, it's, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the first one, you know, is they're catching that drug dealer and, you know, and then the second one, um, there's these murders that keep happening around Shannon. And then the third one, I bring him to Door County and because Shannon goes missing, his love interest goes missing while she's geocaching. So he comes to Door County to find her. So I throw him in the middle of the St. Patrick's Day parade and he's got to muddle through that and see where that leads him. <laughs> and he had to dress as Cupid and <laughs> you know? yeah, they were yeah, they were pretty pretty funny. And what I like about Nick is you can you can see his you know you can you can see his growth. He's he's growing as a as a person, and um, mm-hmm. and I like that you know. And it's and it's not necessarily 
I mean, part of it, I think, is Shannon, but he's also growing on his own because of, how do I explain this, because of what he's going through with Shannon. Does that make sense? Am I Mm -hmm. explaining that right? Yep, you're hitting the nail on the head. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, where Where did Nick come from? Is he based on... Anybody that you know, you said your brother's a sheriff? My brother's a sheriff's deputy. Um, It's certainly not after my brother, that's for sure, (laughs) because he doesn't have any (laughs) sense of humor. Um, (laughs) You know, I really enjoyed the Janet Ivanovich, Stephanie Plum series. I like the humor in it. I like the lightheartedness of it. Um, So sometimes I think about that when I'm writing some of the stuff that Nick has to go through. But, um, you know, when I first started writing this, the Spinelli books were not the first ones I wrote. They were the first ones that were published. And I would go to work, and the police and firefighters would always be like, are you writing a book about, you know, like me as your main character or something like that? So the more they said it, the more I thought, you know, I should kind of make them look like bumbling idiots sometimes. So... (laughs) That was just my way of, I don't know, getting even with police officers. They don't even know it because they'll never read it. But whenever they make their little oh, smart yeah. comments, ooh, you're working on a book today. Yep, and you are the hero, that's for certain. <laughs> <laughs> and you are going to fall in love whether you like it or not. <laughs> exactly. I find it funny. They think funny. it's funny. Yeah. Um, one of the Nick's, as I was reading the books, Nick's co-workers, his, his, his partners, and of course I can't remember their names, mm-hmm. um, I think are, are very compelling characters. And I'm wondering if you've ever thought about writing, making them a main character, in, like in their own books? Hint, hint. <laughs> I'll give it some thought. The, um, the married one, the, the grounder, you know, the one that always seems to be the logical one that pulls everybody back in, in my opinion. I never really, I think he's a strong secondary character, but I couldn't, I, that one I never envisioned in his own book. The, the other single detective, I, I could see that. But Yeah, I, 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 I would have to agree with you on that one, especially where he's, you know, he's, he's always has complete knowledge about everything. I mean, Nick will, Nick will say, I'm afraid to ask, and he'll ask anyway, and then this guy goes into this whole long spiel about lilies and, I don't know, everything else, you know, and uh, it, it just kind of it, it kind of makes it a lighthearted. I know at one point he was ready to jump off a bridge just to get away from him. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I, I I think you know the married character. Yeah, he's too solid. He's too too grounded. But um, the other guy, yeah, he would he would he would make a funny character, especially matched up with somebody who, you know, maybe is smarter or <laughs> puts him in his place yeah, or something. Who knows more yeah. boring details than he knows? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, God that would be. <laughs> I'm giving you I'm giving you ideas here. <laughs> I hope you're taking notes. Uh, yeah, and I'm trying to think of that's a pretty good one because these are the yeah. novella sites. I can knock one of these off fairly quickly. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I I I want I want to read more about definitely about Nick Spinelli, Nick and Nick and Shannon, and and what's going to happen 
at Easter time <laughs> for, for Easter. Mm-hmm. You can always wait, you know, make, have it come out at Easter time next year. Oh, um, and what, 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 which one was your most recent release? Was it your Chandler County? Um, gosh, I have to think about that. Yes. Um, so a year ago at this time, I released my second Chandler County book, um, then I was in a box set. I released a story with a box set last November, and the box set now, you know, it ran its course, so we pulled it down. So I'll release that story as a standalone in June. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what's the name of that? That one's called The Code Enforcer. And um, it's the first book in a new series that I started with. Um, it's called Crime and Passion Stock City Hall. And so I don't know if you know what a code enforcer is, but the poor code enforcer is always getting yelled at by citizens, right, because he's enforcing property maintenance issues. Like if your lawn is too long or something, he's got to go. So he's enforcing code. He's like one of the most hated guys at City Hall. And then all of a sudden the people that he's um, enforcing codes upon start dying and getting killed. They're not dying. They're getting murdered. So he looks hmm. guilty of sin when the book starts, but I can't give the whole thing away. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> and that's coming out in in what, what day in June? Do you know? Have, do you have a date? Release date? June twenty fifth. I just put that one back on Amazon. It'll release on June twenty fifth as a standalone, and it's a novella size. Um, yeah, so it's kind of about work in oh. a way. It's it 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 sounds. It sounds interesting. It's uh, very interesting, you know, because when you say code enforcer, I'm thinking like a police officer, but that's, well, yes, sort of, but, <laughs> you know, what's not what yeah. I was expecting. That's, yeah, that sounds that sounds very interesting. So I'll have to look forward to that one. Keep my keep my eye out on Facebook, because I'm sure you'll have it on Facebook when it's released. And yeah, um, I'm gonna start ramping that up. <laughs> yeah, put that on my uh, on my list of. <laughs> books to be read, <laughs> um, which just keeps getting longer and longer. Um, now, you've written, um, you've written in the Chandler County. You've written in, you know, the Nick Spinelli series. Now, you started a new series with the um, yep. crime and what did you say it was? Crime and? Crime and Passion, Stock City Hall. Okay. Stock City Hall. Oh. Yeah. Is it set in Door County, too? Okay. This one is set right here in good old Sturgeon Bay, Door County. Wow. Oh, that'll be a good one. Um, I'm I'm always interested to know, and I and I've asked several authors during my you know my interviews, how you keep track of all your different characters for your different books. Um, I learned the hard way that I needed to actually write stuff down so I didn't have to reread my books to find out what happened. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> it took a while, but so like I um, have outlines of the characters. You know, I, I some people I think call it a book Bible or whatever. So like I'll do family trees if, you know, if I'm using multiple or you know, same family members in different books. Um, so I like list down, you know, their their favorite things, their date of birth, um, their mannerisms, and so I record all that separately outside of the book so that I don't have to go back and look to make sure that I have all that right. Um, 
And then sometimes I actually draw family trees because for the Spinelli one, that third book, I had to go way back to great-grandparents. So that was kind of difficult, you know, back in Ireland. So I had to really map that one out. So that's kind of how I do it. Yeah, I I could, you know, I could see that, but you would have to do that. Now, are you a plotter or a pantser? I started as a pantser. I have done more plotting lately. Um, so I'm kind of both. I'm not like a true plotter yet, and I don't know that I ever will be, but I'm finding it a little easier to keep things straight if I do plot that out. Where in the beginning it was just kind of, the Spinelli books just kind of took me where they took me. And then after that I kind of told the mark a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because when you have all those different, you know, plot lines with the same characters in you know in a, in a series you know you yeah. have to be able to you know know where you know what you already said or you know wait a minute I already used that plot line or um you know or I already used that name because that was that was one of my issues is and I've mentioned this before is I keep calling all my little boys Tommy <laughs> the person who reads my books going says another Tommy and it's like oh man I gotta and I use an Excel spreadsheet for just my characters names and you know my hero and heroine and you know that's that that's the way I that's the way I do it and uh, I know I was interviewing another person when I asked him that and they had to do the same thing you did they had to go back and look at their books or somebody says she actually um, asks her fans oh somebody please tell me the name of yeah, the grandmother in this book, and she said they always know. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. So, Isn't that fun? Um, yeah, yeah. It's just that I'm always interested to see how people, you know, how how people do it. So, um, we're getting kind of down to the end of our time together. Where can listeners find you? They can find me at valclarizio.com. I have a WordPress site, um, so they could just Google me, but it's valclarizio.wordpress.com. They can find me on Facebook, um, just under my regular name, because that's what I write under. I have, um, of course, an Amazon page like any other author, Valerie J. Clarizio. I'm pretty easy to find if you Google. Um, yeah. I mean, try to be everywhere. i got my Twitter account, at Val Clarizio, or at me Clarizio. So. And mentioning all those, how do you... How do you handle all those different social media sites? Because I have a hard time with that. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think I'm very good at it. Um, <laughs> at, one, at one point, I made a schedule, and I put it on my whiteboard next to my computer, and it said that um, I would have to post on Facebook on, like, Sunday and Thursday, on Twitter on Monday and Friday, Instagram, Tuesday and Saturday, and then Pinterest, you know, I gave each one two days a week. So in the morning when I would be, you know, starting to write or work on my promo, I'd look at my little schedule and say, okay, I have to make sure I hit Facebook today, or okay, I have to hit Instagram today. So that's what I've been attempting to do. It doesn't always work because sometimes I ignore it. (laughs) That's that's really a good idea. I like that idea because there's always one that, I mean, Twitter. I haven't put anything on Twitter and I don't know how long and Pinterest, I don't know. So 
It's, uh, you know, it's the icky part of being an author. Yeah. Pinterest is probably the one that I use the least, but I do try to hit it up one or two days a week. Oh, that's a lot better than I'm doing, that's for sure. (laughs) So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for um, taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today. Well, thank you for having me. It was great. And hopefully we'll meet up again at a conference or, or somewhere, a book signing or something. So uh, until then, have, you know, have a wonderful summer. And please join me on May 28th when I'll be talking with Linda Leo Miller and her newest historical, The Yankee Widow. Until then, read on, my lovelies. <laughs>